Life's soundtrack can feel a bit like... But you can still change the station. With Delta Airlines, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have a special episode about advice for sellers or advice for business owners that are getting ready to sell their company. And we just had a great opportunity where we were with some of the top transfer brokers across the world at our annual conference and have some great live advice from different brokers all across the US and across the world as well. Yeah, we have advice from as far away as Australia. So, uh, and we have uh, Jeremy from Australia. He was here. And uh, we have people from all over the United States, uh, Mississippi, Maryland, uh, South Carolina, of course, Denver, Boston, Omaha, Nebraska, you know, just some great people chiming in, telling you exactly what they feel is the best advice. And so it's little, little quips. Uh, that you can take out a pencil and write them down again. And uh, and then we go into having some other guests. And one of the guests we have is Michael Shea. And Mike Shea is one of the most prolific brokers in the United States. He does anywhere from 25 to 30 deals a year. And he does this because he has this process down pat. Uh, he's also uh, an Army veteran. Uh, so, and he's a logistics expert, uh, that used to work at Pepsi. So, you know, those two things, you know, following orders and being able to marshal, uh, resources and being a logistics guy, he could tell you how this is done and how it's done right. Yeah. And he's got such a great process and it's just proven his track record and how many deals he closes every year. Um, from the West Coast, we also have Mitra from our Sacramento office and she's got advice through a story, through a deal of the week, but an interesting spin to it too, because she comes from the legal profession and has some really great background as an attorney that tr- she's used and transitioned into a business broker. So she's got some great advice for us there. And then Andy, I know you had back one of our most recent guests, but um, a man that has a great reputation and had a great interview for our New Year's show, but Jim Tatum from UFG and now part of Transworld as well. Yeah, we had to have JT back. You know, we finished that interview and JT is like, I think we should scrap that. I'm like, scrap that. That was like one of the t- best <laughs> minutes of our podcast so far. We're not scrapping that. Let's, yeah, he said he wanted to scrap it because he wanted to apply it to the sale process for business owners. He said, I should have really told business owners how to sell. And I'm like, guess what? You're going to do it again. So we <laughs> did. And he did such a great job. And you are really going to enjoy this. He goes through the W's of goal setting, but applied to specifically selling your business. And it's a must listen to. Yeah, this is going to be a great show. And hopefully, you know, one of the 
top questions that we get, I know that I get is what should I do to prepare my business for sale or how can I increase the value? And hopefully today's show gives you a little bit of insight of what the experts and people who are closing deals day in and day out think that you should do in order to get your business ready to sell. Yeah, I've written a couple of articles, top 10 ways or the 12 fatal mistakes. We've done all that, you know, and the bottom line is usually keeping good books and records, but there's a lot of nuances uh, beyond that. Yep. And we'll hear some of those today. So let's get started. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Okay, we're back and we're with Jim Tatum again. Uh, very happy to have him back. Uh, hopefully, if you haven't heard, go back and listen to his goal-setting podcast or our goal-setting podcast, which was uh, part of our New Year's podcast. But we're here talking today about sellers again, Jim. And we really want to kind of drill down. The exercise that you came out with was kind of big and you know encompassing of someone's complete life. And today we're talking about how do you take those first steps or how does a seller take those first steps and maybe set themselves up for in the next two years to sell? So what's your advice? Well, it's good, Andy. I think it's a great question to be able to get now more... Um, drill down into what's realistic and what is applicable for a person that's looking to sell a business. So as you said, last time we talked about goal setting kind of on a general scale, but you look, you're a business owner and the same eight steps of goal getting still apply. Uh, the first step being, you know, write down what you want. So I'm a business owner. I've built a company up over X period of time. And now I have the opportunity to say, you know, it's time for me to move on to the next season of life. And I want to sell and position my company uh, for sale. And maybe I want to retire. Maybe I want to buy some property. Maybe I just want to go buy an island in Aruba, whatever it is that I want to do, right? So as the, as the business owner, you're thinking about what are the steps I'm going to have to do to prepare the business for sale. But I think going into it, one of the, one of the first things and really it would apply as a seller of a business or even someone looking to buy a business is you got to go in from the beginning with an idea of what you want the outcome to be. It's kind of the Stephen Covey, you know, begin with the end in mind philosophy. So if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So you got to kind of have a clear picture for this is what I'd like it to to, to look like. And I know a lot of times when the, the trans world folks are meeting with a seller, one of the first conversations they have is, so what do you think you want for it? And if you're going into selling your business and you really haven't even started to answer that question, uh, then that's going to be part of the conversation that's probably going to have to happen. I, I think those are great points. And, and you've listened to part of this podcast and you'll hear it again and again. We're so worried about books and records. We're so worried about valuation. But one of the things that I think is missed is it and one of the really important questions we ask people is why do you want to sell so i think that's what you're kind of saying is you need a good reason and you got to convince yourself right 
Well, you have to be able to convince yourself and the broker is going to want the story. In other words, a buyer is going to come along at some point and they're going to say, okay, you've got this great business that you've listed for sale. I see what it does in revenue. I see what it pays back to the owner. If it's that good, why is the guy or gal selling it? So the broker is going to need to have that reason. And, you know, part of them being able to put together uh, an executive summary and and be able to present your business for sale to the prospective buyer the right way should contain not only the history of the company and so on, but why is this person getting out of the business? So as the seller, the first thing you're thinking to yourself is, okay, well, what do I want the final outcome to look like? You know, be, envision it, begin with the end in mind. And the second piece of that is when you just said it, uh, there's a, there's a, popular business author named Simon Sinek, he says, start with why. So why are you selling? And, you know, what do you want the end result to be? And that's really important, I think, in the beginning stages, establishing that, because just like anything else in goal getting, when you're going through the process, uh, obstacles are going to come up bumps in the road are going to happen. And if you have a really good why and a, and, a, and a deeply burning yes in your mind, then the speed bumps are just that. They're speed bumps. No big deal. But if you don't have a why, it's easy to get distracted and get off course and you, you lose sight of why you started the process to begin with. Yeah, we see that all the time. We see sellers uh, get caught up. I always I have a saying that people get weird around money or at least get scared or get, at least get scared of their next, you know, and you're laughing, but it's true. You know, people get really scared. They have remorse and they don't want to sell. And all of a sudden, all those feelings of wanting to hold on to the business and not change. You said something earlier the other day about change, and I forget what it was. What was it? The only people that like change are babies with dirty diapers. <laughs> but I, I, I think it, it's, I'm not sure it was that one. But, you know, so people hate change. And, and, and when they finally are confronted with the fact that they have to sell their business, they get scared and they kind of, retreat and then they miss the big deal. So I think it's really important to kind of set it down and write it down. You think they should do that, right? Well, it's like if you go back to the eight steps, the eight W's of goal getting, the first one is write, write down the goal. And if the goal is I want to sell my business for X number of dollars, I want to sell it to this type of a buyer, I want a, a deal structured this way, you should write that, you should write that down. The second W is the why. So being able to really have a concrete reason as to why you're doing what you're doing which is secondary to the why am I selling the business that the broker is going to be able to share with the, with the buyer, you know, and the, the third step in the goal getting process was the where, and that is where the obstacle is going to be. So being able to think through with the broker in the conversations, they're going to have a lot of experience at TBA, 40 plus years of doing deals of where those obstacles could pop up. And it's best that the seller, as a seller, you know those things before they happen so you don't get surprised. And the TBA agents and, and, and owners and offices are also going to do a great job of making sure to identify those for the buyer before that. You don't want the, those things to come up at the very, very end and they can blow the deal. So the more easily we can identify what the likely obstacles and, and mountains to climb are going to be up front, the better everybody's prepared. It doesn't take anybody by, by surprise prize. And then the fourth thing we talk about in the eight W's is what? What do I need to learn? What skill or talent do I need? And although you might not need a new skill or a talent when you're going to sell the business, there might be some things that you need to learn to do 
differently. Look, most people are going to sell a business. They're not going to wake up one morning and say, I want to sell it. I want to sell it tomorrow. So the more preparation we can go into it, you mentioned books and records earlier. You know, if a person's looking to sell a business and they can spend the next year, eight months, 18 months, whatever it is, getting good books and records lined up, the better off they're going to be in a position when they're putting this thing in, in front of a buyer. And a lot of times what happens is the business owner has been able to take advantage of all of the light, uh, lightened tax burden. Their accountant did a really good job of making sure they didn't have a lot of tax burden for the last three years. Now, all of a sudden, they want to be able to sell the business for the most that they can, but it doesn't show a lot of bottom line profit. Well, if you know that the end game is you're exiting this thing, you may want to change that strategy for the next year or so and say, hey, let me start having my books and records show I'm on the uptick. There's a lot of profit in this thing. And instead of getting the benefit at tax time, you get the benefit at sell time. That's great advice. And, you know, so you could almost flip that around to the buyers. And we always, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to not only educate the sellers, but we're trying to educate the buyers too. So you could flip this all around and say, hey, buyers, you should have some goals too. Well, that, that's very true. And, you know, just like uh, we go to step number five in the eight W's and that is who, who do I need help from? So, you know, if you're a buyer or you're a seller, we would certainly say one of the first who's you need is a good broker. And that's what Transworld is in the business of doing, helping, you know, uh, good deals for good people, as you guys like to say. So helping navigate those waters and be able to get things set up the right way as a seller to, to, to market the business the right way, position the business the right way, prepare it for sale. But as a buyer, you're working with a Transworld business advisor to make sure that they can help you find the right business for you. So just like a seller, you're going into it in the beginning with written down, go in with an idea of what the outcome is. You know, I'm looking for a, maybe a, uh, a, to replace a certain amount of income or increase income or increase my freedom. These are the whys I'm looking to buy a business. That's great. When you do that, you're going to be, you're going to be writing those things down and you're going to communicate those to the broker and, and along with, you know, this is the type of industry I might want to lean towards, this kind of experience I have, this is the thing that interests me the most, then they can really help kind of matchmake and get you lined up with what you you might find out to be is the ideal business for you, even though it may not be something that you come from a background in. I mean, how many TBA buyers come in and the buy, the listing that they looked at is not the listing that they wind up buying or they look at an independent business and then they realize, hey, you know what? This thing's really not structured as I want it to be. I'd like to look at a franchise opportunity because there's a system and a proven model and I can follow that as well. That's great advice. You know, it's funny when I was looking to buy a business years ago, I actually created a business buyer resume for myself. So that's, you know, and we have those kind of things at Transworld, there's tools, you know, buyer profile and things like that. But I think this is incredible advice. And you have a few more steps that everybody should take. Well, of course, like we said, there's eight. So you write down what you want. That's the vision part. You write down why, why am I going to do this? What do I want the outcome to look like? Where are the obstacles going to be? What do I need to learn that I don't already know? And number five is who do I need help from? Number six is the way. And this is really outlining the specific steps. But even before you go into six, look at that, that list again of the who's. You got the broker. That's fine. Do you have an accountant? Do you need an accountant? Are you going to need an attorney? Are you going to need, you know, some conversations with the landlord, with a bank, with the lender, with the SBA, et cetera? That's, those are all the professionals who can help make sure the deal goes through 
um, successfully and, and, and the transactions as easy as possible. And so identifying who those people are and then being able to build relationships with them and have them understand what your uh, projected outcome will be. And then number six is kind of just laying out the game plan. You know, these are the specific steps I'm going to take. If I'm a buyer, maybe I'm going to be doing some research online. Maybe I'm going to be looking to specific industries. Uh, you know, maybe as it's going to be contact a, a broker, interview a broker. Uh, maybe it's going to be um, doing some doing some soul searching for myself of things that I need to learn. Do I need to learn maybe some more about understanding financials? Maybe I need to learn a little bit more about um, being able to do projections. Maybe I need to understand a little bit more about negotiating. Any of those things might be good steps to take, and you and you put that in your in your in your way. Step number six. Step number seven is when. I mean, that's a timeline. And whether you're a buyer or a seller, you know, do we need to pre-qualify? Do we need to make sure the books and records are good if I'm on the sell side? Uh, do I need time to be able to review the books and records and due diligence on the buying side? Um, is there, uh, you know, a certain interest uh, because of a staff that I have? If, if I'm selling, you know, the and, and you have someone that's on your staff that could be the possible buyer, do you have clients that have come to you and said, hey, you ever thought about selling this thing? Your broker is going to want to know that because those could be people that could help make your deal happen in, a, in the shortest period of time with the best value for what you're trying to get for selling the business. And, uh, and then, of course, we talked about the story and the history before. And then the last one is eight. That's, that's do the work. Buying a business, selling a business, it's going to take effort. It's going to take resources. It's going to take a timeline. But all these things adding up, you know, all the steps, they, uh, whether you're a buyer or seller, they need a timeline. They need specific steps. They need patience. And they're going to need some effort. Um, but remember, when you're lining all these different things up, the, the sum of a lot of little things isn't little. Amazing advice. And that's why what we do at Transworld is so important. I mean, it is a very complicated process. It takes a lot of effort. Uh, that's why we have 500 brokers and ad nauseum admin staff and research staff. And this is a big decision. It is your number one finance, could be your number one financial transaction of your life, either on the buy side and the sell side, and really set you up uh, well to retire and or to build a business. So, all great stuff. Thanks for coming in today again, JT. We really appreciate you. Always glad to be a part of anything that has to do with you, Andy, and Jessica and the TBA family. So thanks for having me again. Hey, Andy, you know what time I think it is? I think it's time to talk about our deal of the week. Deal of the week. And we're back with Deal of the Week. And this week we have Marty Fishman, and he is going to talk about a very interesting deal. And, you know, we talk a lot about time kills all deals, or at least tries to kill all deals. And this is a, a case in point of a good business, a great business uh, that Marty was handling, and it just took a long time for the seller and eventually the buyer to come together. Uh, but Marty has a, a, a tale of a little bit of almost whoa, but we got the deal done and that's what Transworld's really good at. And this is about a bus tour business. So uh, here's Marty. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, this is a 40-year-old established uh, bus transportation tour business. Uh, when I took the listing, uh, we listed it at $850,000, making $200,000 a year, including a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. And when I took the listing, I got it pre-approved for lender financing. I got some interest in the business from some buyers that were in the uh, space already, and I found one from out of the country that wanted a, um, a, um, a, um, a platform in South Florida. So when we 
first started talking about the opportunity, we had it uh, and got it to a letter of intent and a contract at three hundred thousand uh, dollars with a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. Uh, time went on. The, the seller's books and records were messy. Uh, the, the seller had some health issues. And as time went on, the business deteriorated. And uh, the buyer found that the, uh, the, the seller's neglect of the equipment made him a little bit uh, less interested in the, the opportunity. But uh, as a broker, I kept both parties involved. And um, uh, the value of the business, uh, actually, the buyer actually canceled the deal and went away for a couple of weeks. And with me uh, contacting both parties and trying to get them back to the table, we did get them back to the table. The buyer said, look, I'm not interested in your equipment. And of course, the business is no longer uh, qualifying for for lender financing because the uh, conditions of the financials. But uh, what we originally took at at an $850,000 listing, we were able to get the seller something he was able to actually uh, sell his equipment uh, outside of, of, of the uh, transaction, but we were able to get him $58,000 um, uh, for his goodwill because of the deterioration of his, um, of his business. Well, that's a great, great case study and uh, time kills all deals. And if you're a seller and you're a baby boomer and uh, time is ticking away, Uh, It is certainly time for you to take a look at it's maybe time to sell your business and planning is key and getting it done before assets and before your financials deteriorate. Thank you so much, Marty, for coming on today. Thank you, Andy. Welcome back, everybody. And today we're talking about advice for sellers from a network of some of our established business brokers nationwide. And I have Mitra Sinai with us from our Transworld office in Sacramento. Mitra, thank you so much for joining the show today and welcome. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks for having me. So you wanted to tell a story about a deal that you recently worked on where there was a challenge and I guess the learning lesson for sellers and business owners out out of this one is not to get emotional through the process, which is a big one we'll hear um, throughout the show today. But without giving too much away, why don't you tell us a little bit about this deal and, and what happened? Sure. So I had a deal, as you said, not too long ago, and um, the buyer came in with an all cash offer, full ask, and it was a great deal for the seller. Um, the seller had been in this business for a very long time, about 28 years. So as you could imagine, she did have a lot of emotional attachment to the business and, um, you know, it was going along great, but then there were, you know, different hiccups along the way where the seller did get emotional, but we were able, you know, to work through that um, until the end where the buyer did not want to pay for the inventory up front. And in a business like this, you typically do pay for the inventory up front. So, um, you know, the seller was upset about this. It was kind of the last straw for her and she wanted to walk away. Interesting. But I mean, you know, not typical, right? We, like we say, like you said, we uh, do typically have inventory paid up front, but also very not typical, had a full price cash offer, which very rarely happens in this business, right? That's correct. Yes, it's very rare. And so it was a great deal for the seller overall. Um, So, you know, we just sat down and I sat down with the seller and I had a conversation with her. I explained to her, you know, although the buyer wants the inventory to be paid for as it was sold, she needs to take into consideration 
what a great deal she's getting. And uh, for example, I told her if there was a seller carry back, she would be in the same position. You know, she would have to wait a while to get um, her full her full funds. So, you know, there's always a solution. And um, in this case, I think the seller just wanted some protection. And so we discussed to get her attorney on board, write a quick contract to make sure all the I's were dotted and all the T's were crossed and um, to ensure that she was ultimately protected and she was comfortable with that compromise and we were able to close the deal. So some creative deal structuring between uh, yourself, obviously, and the legal team to protect her in that repayment of the inventory. So really good solution. But I mean, biggest takeaway, what would you, how would you spin this situation in terms of giving advice to sellers or people that are considering selling their business? You know, I think the biggest takeaway for sellers is to not get, I know it's difficult not to get emotional. It's your baby, it's your business, but always look at the big picture. You know, are you getting what you wanted to get? Are you getting your ask? And, um, you know, don't, don't just get emotional and want to walk away from minor issues. Make sure you're looking at the big picture and, um, if you're getting most of what you wanted initially, take that into consideration before you make a, a decision to walk away. Great advice. Great advice. In our office, we always say you don't have to be right, but you have to get what you want. So keeping that in mind, you know, you don't have to win every little battle, but you walk away with what you want at the end. That's so, exactly right. Yeah, yes. great. Well, it's such a great story, Mitra. And thank you for sharing. I'm sure our listeners will take a lot out of this and we hope to have you back on the show soon. Thank you, Jessica. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Hey, we're back with listing of the week and we have Kevin Hickey, from Transworld Business Advisors of Fairfield County. And he's got a interesting listing. It is a tow truck business and those do make money, right, Kevin? For sure. And I just wanted to thank you for having me on, Andy. This is a tremendous opportunity. And I wanted to thank you for being so accessible as even uh, as a CEO of a big company like Transworld. Geez, I think I've talked to you on the phone maybe 10 times since I've come on uh, in late May. So I really appreciate it, Andy. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the business? Sure. Uh, the business is a, it's a long-established towing company uh, in an affluent town in northern Westchester County, New York, which is about a 40-minute drive to midtown Manhattan. Uh, this guy's yard is located just feet from the uh, Sawmill Parkway here in Westchester County, New York. As I said, it's established in 1983. He quickly grew his business uh, to a six-truck multi-employee operation. Um, he serves the likes of Ralph Lauren, George Soros, who are Westchester County residents. Uh, he deals with fine car collectors and transporting their cars to and from uh, auctions in the area. Has several corporate dealer accounts, uh, the likes of Ford, Mercedes-Benz, and BMW. A uh, big stream of business for this owner. Uh, he has accounts with several precincts of the NYPD down in New York City, as I mentioned just uh about a 40-minute drive away. So tell us uh, how much is he asking for the business? Sure. Uh, the listing price is currently $150,000. Um, he's getting ready to retire. He grosses right around $300,000 mark. Uh, makes plenty of cash receipts. Um, his net and discretionary income, he has listed here at $55,000. 
uh, charges $150 a day to store cars in the yard, whether he's picking up accidents on the highway, um, you know, or, or just dealing with local fender benders on the uh, local roads here, which he stays plenty busy, gets money from insurance companies and obviously the precincts in NYC. So it's uh, quite a nice business for him. It sounds like a great business. Sounds like something you could easily expand too. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's a one-man operation now. As I mentioned, back in the day, he had six trucks, uh, multi-drivers, six employees. Uh, he's just down to him with three different trucks now. So he's, uh, to steal a term from him, he's married to the business. Uh, he's looking to retire and go south to warmer weather. And uh, it's a pretty nice business. Definitely some potential to expand for a new owner, uh, including... You know, if you were to market on social media and internet, he has zero web presence. So that's always an opportunity I see with any business that we sell. Um, you know, some of the older generation owners really, you know, some of them don't even have email addresses or Facebook account or Instagram or what have you. So there's a real chance for expansion for a new owner. All right. Well, sounds like a great one. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. All right. Thanks for having me, Andy. We're back and we're back with Mike Shea and uh, Mike has been on the show before, uh, but I wanted to have him on again. Uh, Mike just completed a, a huge milestone, uh, his 260th deal that he's done here at Trans World. And that is absolutely some sort of record, obviously uh, selling uh, that volume of business out there in the world. He is an expert at helping sellers get deals done. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about selling your business and kind of sage advice to sellers as we start uh, this new year and getting it off uh, well. And, you know, there's tons of baby boomers coming that need to come to the market. And, you know, what we see here at Transworld is, you know, sometimes these sellers just don't take our advice. And, you know, so we're, oh, this show is all about trying to give that advice. So, with that, you know, Mike, you've done a ton of deals here at Transworld over the years. You know, what is what are some of the things that you could tell a seller that, you know, gets them in the right frame of mind so they can sell? Yeah, thanks, Andy. Um, one of the, the things that we as a company preach, time, you know, day in and day out is, you know, when you list the 10 things that are critical to selling your business for the best price, you know, three of them are good books and records, good books and records, good books and records. I know you and Jessica have hammered that home on a couple shows. Um, so in keeping with that, um, I kind of took that to heart when I entered the business, you know, 14 years ago here and would meet with hundreds of sellers. I mean, you know, for, I may have done 260 deals, but there's probably a thousand people or more that I've met wasn't able to sell their business or they weren't ready or they just wanted to know the value or get a valuation. And I would hammer home that record of, um, you know, good books and records. So I literally did a deal day before yesterday with a client who I met 10 years ago. And every year we would meet, we would go through her books, make sure they were clean before she filed her taxes. We'd consult with her accountant. So it became a really a team uh, event. And then here it was, you know, three months ago, she was ready to sell. When we went to market offer quick, um, we were able to uh, maximize the price, uh, a crazy multiple on, on the business that we had gotten. And I attribute it to um, her having listened, um, educated herself and prepared her business for sale 
over time. So the, you know, having a relationship with a broker and making a phone call once a year to me really helped her because we were trying to be advisors in the truest sense to help her maximize it when it's sold. So, you know, one of the things about us is we try and have a relationship and we've been around so long that a lot of our clients have either worked with us more than two or three times or, you know, they get that initial valuation, they maintain contact, we do some consultative stuff and help them sell for the best price when the time comes because it's going to come. Yeah, it's going to come for every seller. I mean, you know, we always say you either go out, you either walk out of your business or you go out toes first. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah, the three Ds. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, and you got the three Ds, debt, what is it, divorce, and I don't know. Divestiture. Uh, Yeah, so, so, you know, and that's a great point of having a relationship with a broker, and we've talked about that before, and getting your business ready for sale, and of course, books and records, books and records, books and records. And, you know, I think... What I see uh, successful brokers like yourself do is uh, they're good at guiding their clients, uh, like when we get on the 10-yard line and we're trying to get in the end zone, like we're in that red zone, the deal's going on, there's due diligence, there's all kinds of stuff going. You seem to do a good job of kind of corralling everybody. You know, what's kind of, why don't you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, and and I think that comes from that relationship and, um, you know, giving and giving and giving and creating value for a client over time. And and that results in them trusting you uh, when it gets to crunch time and you're in the trenches. They, I mean, literally um, that deal we just talked about, we got into it with a, with a landlord and that seller turned to me um, without even batting an eye, frankly, before counsel, before they talked to their CPA, they deferred to my judgment because I'd been with them the longest period of time and I never um, nickeled and dined them on the front end. It was, look, I'm going to help you and I'm going to give you my best advice. And it was always good, sage advice. And when it came time for a difficult decision, that trust was there. There was never any question that I was telling them the right thing to do. So, you know, we, we try to be advisors in the truest sense. Um, and have a long-term relationship with clients. And that's key. That's why when it gets, you know, when when it gets to a difficult decision and there's two lawyers in a room, two accountants, and then two brokers, the one who has the best relationship with the buyer and the seller or with one of the parties, whoever's the, the upper hand from a leverage position, that one's going to be able to, to move the deal to the goal line. Um, and, you know, that takes some long ball, th- you know, thinking. You got to look long term in terms of how you build your practice and how we, you know, look to, re- you know, be in the business for you know, 40 years now. Um it's real important to us that we have good long-term relationships with our customers. Yeah, I talk about that a lot, being a trusted advisor in your community and, you know, giving back to charity and showing people that you're trustworthy because that's what it takes. You're right. You know, uh, there's going to be a lot of minds in a deal. There's, you know, we've taught, we, we have had shows where we talked about getting good lawyers and good accountants and having the right team in place. Uh, but you need a leader of that team, and that is Trans World, and that's why we've been doing it for 40 years, and that's why you're so successful at it because, you know, we're in it for the long haul and, uh, you know, again, doing good deals for good people. So, Yeah, and, and, you know, one last note on that is, you know, that trust goes in. You know, one thing we know about entrepreneurs, and you're an example, is, you know, there is a, used to be a philosophy, you'd own one business in your life and then you'd sell it. And now we're seeing a, gen, you know, a generation coming up that 
buys and sells businesses, um, almost like flipping houses. The the time between uh, event is different, but you know, I'd say probably forty percent of my customers I've dealt with on more than one occasion. Um, so you build that trust up, they do a deal, you know, the entrepreneurial bug hits them again, they just can't stop themselves, and they come back around a second time and a third time. Yeah, great. It's great advice. We see that too, and. We're actually going to do a show on flipping businesses. So I'm sure you have a few people that uh, you could recommend. We'd love to talk to some of the sellers and, uh, you know, and eventually they bought businesses too. So yeah, there's a whole, whole arbitrage there to be made on bringing talents to business in distress or bringing your talents to a business that needs your skills and then making it explode and then flipping it. Yeah. Great. Hey, Mike, where can people get in touch with you if they want to yeah, I can be reached at www.tworld.com backslash Michael Shea, or my cell phone is generally on, 321-287-0349. And as you well know, I live on social media, so I'm out there, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Quora, you name it. Follow Michael, get learned a bit, you know, learn out there as sellers, uh, become a, you know, get with a broker and become a trusted advisor uh, or have a trusted advisor so you can uh, get a great deal someday. Michael, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, bud. Thank you, Andy. This is Dan Dubell from the Bel Air Transworld office. My piece of advice to a seller is to always make sure that you have good records. You'll get better price with great records. This is Tom Speed from Transworld Business Advisor of North Mississippi. My advice for sellers is to make sure to have good financial statements and uh, good records before you're ready to sell. Joe Santora from Greensboro, North Carolina. My advice to a seller is to continue to run the business with the same fire and passion that you had when you first started it. That's what a buyer is going to want to see. Jeremy Agorman from the Transworld Manly office in Sydney. My advice to sellers to make sure you have up-to-date financials so uh, when due diligence comes. Barry Johns, Transworld Business Advisors, Columbia West. My advice to sellers is to uh, meet with your accountant, understand your business financials, and understand your um, discretionary earnings so that you know exactly what you get out of the business and you'll be able to communicate that to uh, the uh, buyer. John Roman, Atlanta, Georgia. The greatest advice for a seller will be to have your paperwork in order. Also, people in the leadership roles, what they can take over, all your duties. That way, you'll attract more buyers. Thus, the price will be higher. Alfie Akovich, Denver, Colorado. Be honest with yourself why you're selling. Is it about money? Is it about legacy? You don't want to get to the closing table and have the wrong answer to that. Hello, this is Chris Cantwell, broker with Transworld Business Advisors, Rocky Mountain. My advice for sellers is to have a great advisory team. Have a business broker that you know and trust that's done a lot of deals. Have an attorney that's done business acquisition deals, CPA who's done deals. Everyone on your team should be involved in business acquisitions at some point. My name is Jennifer Fox from Transworld Business Advisors in Boston. My advice would be to a seller to have great books and records to show trends going up and to show a profit. Everyone wants to buy a business that is profitable. Hi, this is Aaron Fox from Transrail Business Advisors Boston. My advice to sellers is when they're thinking about selling their business to start thinking about it before you're going to sell your business. Advice is cheap, free, and 
ever prevalent. So give us a call, talk to us, and then we can start planning early so we can get you more money for your business. This is John Fullerton with Transward Business Advisors in Omaha. My advice to you, if you have a business, is plan today to sell your business. Plan your exit months or, if possible, years in advance. Meet with me now to plan how you will prepare your business to sell for top dollar. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, visit us at tworld slash the deal board or email us at the deal board at tworld.com. You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.